crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have an incredible guest, someone from outside the industry, and his name is Nick Jordan. Now, I found Nick on LinkedIn. He was sharing stories from client projects that he'd done in the marketing space, and essentially, Nick has a very unique and, I think, forward-looking viewpoint on content strategy on how to create content, how much content to create, what types of content to create, and how you find, and this is what I think is one of the more important aspects of this conversation, is how do you find the right content to create? And I know that's a big hang-up for a lot of you listening. You know you should be creating more content and you're not because you just simply don't know where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And Nick, Nick's company, uh, contentdistribution.com, and the uh, tool that he has called Cluster AI help you find the right content to create. Um, it's I'm using the tool in my agency for a lot of the YouTube videos that I'm, that I'm doing, and I share that strategy with him, which is a really interesting part of the conversation. There is one awkward section, and it's not Nick's fault, it's my fault. He asked for an example, and I give him trucking insurance, which had been on my brain for another reason, and um, it's you know it's just like a really tough example to throw at someone who doesn't know the insurance industry, but we work our way through that, and I think the meat and potatoes of this conversation is incredible. So if you're a marketing nerd, if you love this stuff, if content is something that you're really looking to take to the next level, you're going to love this episode. Before we get to Nick, though, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is Premier Strategy Box. Mick Hunt and his entire team at Premier Strategy Box is changing the way you do business. Now, what they do is they come in, and they're not just marketing consultants. They're not just customer service consultants. Mick has experts up and down the value chain and can plug them into your business and help you take your agency, you know, find, you know, whatever part of your agency, maybe you don't, you haven't been able to find a manager for your customer service team or you know you're just not great at staying on top of your sales team because you have other things to do as the leader of an agency. Mixed team comes in, helps fill those gaps and provide advice, guidance, um, uh, actual tactical implementations of uh, automation strategies. They help with um, uh, cold calling, with inbound calls, with building out internal sales teams. I mean, uh, I spent some time with Mick and his team, and they they helped me with an hour of cold calling practice where. We did some role playing. We worked on a script. We talked through um, everything that, that you know what I wanted to achieve out of a call. How you stage different calls. How you left a voicemail. It was incredible. And um, I've been recommending Premier Strategy Box for a long time. Um, and then you know Mick, just being the tremendous guy that he is, uh, said, "Hey, why don't I sponsor the show too? Since you're talking about it so much." So I believe in Premier Strategy Box. I text Mick all the time, go Bills, because he's a Patriots fan and he still talks to me. So uh, I think that gives you an idea of the quality of person Mick is and that translates to his entire team at Premier Strategy Box. If you want to learn more, go to mystrategybox.com. That's my, M-Y, strategybox.com. Go to mystrategybox.com. Connect with Mick on Twitter or LinkedIn and uh, get to know him and I promise you uh, he will help you take your agency to the next level. All right, now it's time to get on to the content of today's show. Nick Jordan, here we go. 
Hey, man. hey how, how are you doing? Thank you so much for the, the, the reschedule. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry I had to do it. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. Podcaster's life, you know? Uh, thanks. Things, things come up. It's all good. Um, no, I'm, I'm just happy to, to have you on the show. Uh, to give you some background, um, it, the primary industry that we talk to is, in, is it, wow, let me start that again. <laughs> You can tell it's starting to be the afternoon on a Friday. So our primary audience is insurance professionals yeah. up, and, up and down the value chain, everything uh-huh. from brand new producers to, um, to uh, you know, executives. I mean, in some cases, we have CEOs of insurance carriers that listen to the, to the podcast and uh, all of them. And because we're recording right now, I'm going to let you all know, you all are terrible at content marketing in general and content production and general organic traffic <laughs> growth. And that's why we have Nick on the show, because this is one of the areas that our industry as a whole is horrendous at. So um, I have been preaching from the top of the mountain for 10 years now, content marketing, the the power of organic growth, what it can do for you. And uh, and, and I won't, I'm not a master guru in any regard, um, but they don't want to listen to me because I'm part of the industry. So that's why I bring in super intelligent guys like you from outside the industry to tell them things so that maybe some of them will actually take action. Uh, well, I, um, I, I hope they learn something. Ah, all right. So, uh, I was, uh, I first found you on LinkedIn. You're sharing all these hockey stick uh, charts and in terms of organic growth, yeah. uh, very eye-catching and um, uh, uh, wonderful to look at and, and certainly enticing. So I went down the rabbit hole, went to contentdistribution.com and started reading. And I, I you know, it was, I expected, um, I expected my bullshit meter to start like going, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Stuff seem to make sense. The concepts make sense. Um, I think it, it, from a very high level, you have a philosophy that when executed, I, I couldn't really poke any holes in it personally. Again, not a master guru, just been a practitioner for a long time. So I was like, ah, oh, there's something to this. And uh, then I checked out, uh, checked out Cluster AI and what you were doing there, what that tool was doing. Um, uh, I have used it a couple of times to get insights into- oh, cool. Stuff niches. So, so I have, I've actually done a call with one of your, one of your people, uh, just kind of an onboarding call or whatever. So oh, yeah, 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 awesome. yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I, I'm super interested in it. So I guess before we get to the, the meat and potatoes, um, you know, what, what brought you to what you're doing today, helping, helping <clears throat> companies reach these ridiculous organic traffic goals. Um, what, what got you here? What, well, how did you, what's the origin story? Yeah, definitely. So I've been in, you know, building early stage companies for my entire career. Um, since 20, I dropped out of school and, you know, being at someone from Seattle, uh, the thing that you do after you drop out of school is you start a, a startup. And so I started two that didn't work. Um, and then I ended up joining a company's employee number eight. We grew to 200 people in four years without raising any money, just by making uh, handfuls of cash on a, on a really innovative product. Um, and then at that point in my career, I'm a sales guy, I'm doing biz dev and it didn't bring me kind of, it didn't meet my lifestyle goals. Um, you know, I couldn't create value after I logged off for work. Uh, I had to live on time zone to talk to my customers. Um, and basically the impact I could make was limited by the hours in the day and 
number of people I could talk to. And so I transitioned to marketing by uh, joining a marketing company to run sales and marketing for them without knowing anything about SEO. And I, I crushed my first project there completely accidentally. The, the blog grew from zero to 100,000 organics a month uh, in about 13 months. Um, and while I didn't know what I was doing, I took notes on what I did. And when I repeated those things, I saw similar amounts of success. And now our biggest project is over um, 500,000 organics a month. We got uh, it there from zero 16 months ago, and we've done it. You know, we've, we've brought four projects from zero to 100K. So that sounds crazy to me. Like that sounds impossible. You know, I mean, like when you think about it, you know, ever, who wouldn't want a hundred thousand organic visitors coming to their website, especially if they're targeted and in some portion are targeted, right? So you're thinking to yourself, geez, that would be a game changer for my business in 13 months. That sounds impossible. But um, like I said, I, I, and again, I'm not like the Holy grail, but I went through all your stuff and I'm like, I, I couldn't, poke a hole. I couldn't say this seems like gimmicky or whatever. It, it, the strategy is super interesting. And if, if I'm going to do the very high level, you tell me where I get this wrong. Um, your general philosophy is that uh, most businesses who go after organic and SEO, uh, they, they're driven towards backlinks. And, and your position is that while those may be nice, they're incredibly difficult to get today. And really the true driver and, and what's accessible to everyone is content velocity and mixing different keywords in a way that others haven't. That's that's kind of my high level takeaway. I, I'd love for you to break that down and let's nuanced and stuff. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good highlight uh, high level takeaway. I'd like to add some you know color to that. Please. Um, so so right now the conversation around organic search is heavily indexed towards backlinks and technical things that you know I don't understand. Um, and I want to circle back and say that I achieved those outcomes that I just talked about without building backlinks and without really being very technical. Um, and, you know, like I said, I just got into SEO about three years ago, and, and now I might have the best SEO case study of, of 2020. And what our theory or what our strategy is based off of is Google, you know, Google being a rational player in the market. So it's 2021. Google is known as the most innovative big data company in the world. Um, and they also happen to own uh, Android, Chrome, and Google Analytics. And if you think about it, is there any better metric that measures whether one page adds more value to a user than another page than user engagement metrics? Things like time on site, bounce rate, pages visited, termination of search, which is whether people stop searching once they see your page, um, overall site engagement, return visitors, branded searches are all, I think, a better indicator on page value than any other metric available. And so, keep going, sorry. And uh, you know, once once people hear that, they go, "Oh yeah, that does make sense." Yeah, no, it makes complete sense to me. And I think you know, this is why this is one of the places where I think a lot of you know everyday business owners who may hear uh, someone talking about, "Hey, you should create content. You should have a brand." You know. I, I feel like the next level is always some hyper tactical, 
anchor links and internal link and all these things that like your, you know, your brain starts to leak out your ears. You're going, geez, you know, I know about insurance. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And this, what I, what really drew me in and what, why I wanted to have you on is this feel to me, your methodology feels accessible to everyone. And that's what really attracted to me to what you're doing is, yeah, there's maybe some, 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 technical reasons why it works, but you don't have to be technical in any way to actually utilize the benefit. I, I love what you said there. Uh, and, and the word you use was accessible. And when the, the outcome comes down to how well can you service the user, you know, that's something that's completely within your control as a website owner. And when you're, when you're leveraging backlinks to drive a particular outcome, what you're really doing is you're praying to the Google gods. And if something goes wrong, you know, you're, you're praying again because there's too many variables to really diagnose and resolve. But when your strategy is entirely focused on being better than any other page Google could show, 100% in your control. Yeah. So how does that work? How do you, how do, you do that? Um, you know, what does that look like? Uh, I... <laughs> Uh, where do you want to start from? Do you want to start from you start from you know, wherever you evaluating start. the opportunity? Yeah, yeah. So let's okay. Let's let's take a case study. Let's uh, let's take a case study. So um, I'll 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 use a, I'll use a niche that isn't one I'm using. So this doesn't sound like just I I hooked you in here for free consulting, and I'm actually never going to share this. Uh, let's take um, let's take trucking insurance. Okay, not a lot of agencies. Yep trucking insurance, but it's a, it's a very niche focused market, but there are some big players that advertise in it. So if you were to do a search, you go, Oh my gosh, how would I compete against this company or this company? Right. You're seeing big, huge names in there that would be a little bit of a, and I've heard this from agents, man, how do I compete against the Hartford? How do I compete against travelers? They're on a Dow Jones industrial. Like I could never, ever compete with them in the organic space. So, so you're, you know, how would you, where would you start to, to start to wedge your way into that? Yeah. You know, when people think about SEO, they they usually think, oh, there's like one or two or a handful of keywords that I want to rank for that would like make my business. And in general, that's, that's not correct. The opportunities generally significantly bigger. There's oftentimes dozens of bottom of the funnel opportunities, but then there's hundreds or thousands of, of opportunities across the middle and the top of the funnel. And so the problem that you know most businesses have, uh, or at least most business owners feel like they have, is that they have a great product and they have no awareness. And if only, if only they had more awareness, other people, other customers would pick their product because it's clearly better. And you know, the way that the way that brands evaluate vendors is they don't consider every vendor in the world. They consider, you know, just a handful, maybe three to five, 10 tops. And it's, you know, it's by searching Google for those bottom of the funnel things. It's also just brands they're familiar with in the industry. Maybe they'll ask, you know, for referrals. But when you're able to answer the buyer persona's question at every stage of the funnel, by the time they get to the bottom, you know, yeah, they might be considering the big boys, but they'll also be considering you because you've really educated them. You capture their email address. You showed up in their inbox a bunch of times. And when they're ready to purchase, you're in the running. Yeah, that, um, 
so, so I like this idea because, you know, a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of vendors that sell into the insurance space because they see one that in general, the industry is terrible at this particular topic Two, it feels like they have a lot of money and three, um, uh, it's a sales oriented business. So growth is incredibly important. So thing, you know what I mean? So, so what you get is you get vendors coming in. They're like, Oh, we're going to rank you for business insurance. And you know, that there's, there almost couldn't be like going after that term serves such a little bit, you know, there's this tiny, this minuscule amount of value. Like it feels like they'll show you. And I've seen these pitches before. Like they'll be like, look, you know, 12,000 people a month in your geographic region, search the term business insurance. And it's like, that's fine. But when you really evaluate it, and, and, I, and I would love for you to talk through this topic, that is like way, 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 way at the very beginning of your search process, you might put in business insurance. Like you don't even know who's in the space at that point. So that would be like a, a very tippy top of funnel term. So when you say that, what does... What is this funnel that you're describing and how does a search term evolve as someone kind of moves down the the funnel? Yeah. So let's start with, let's start with the bottom of the funnel. So, you know, for trucking insurance, there's probably the keyword, maybe would you consider trucking insurance top of the funnel or bottom of the funnel? It's probably, it's probably towards the top. Um, You know, you, you haven't really set, you're not looking for cost or how much, or how do I get You're you're, you're just, Hey, I own a truck. I need trucking insurance. Like wh- where do I even begin? That's, that's probably where you're at if you're pu- punching that in. Okay. I, I don't know much about. Uh, that's okay. But take a topic that you do know. I don't want to, con- I don't want to confuse the idea. Take, take something that, take an example you do know and rock and roll with it. It's all good. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. You really, I really got thrown off. I, I was going deep into this trucking insurance um, <laughs> analogy. Uh. Man, I talk about this all the time. Okay, so let's let's say okay, I well okay, so I work in a space. I, I create I create SaaS products, and one of the the SaaS products I need to buy to build my own app is a way to bill customers. And there's apps like Rechargely and Recurly and Chargebee, and what they help do is abstract away the development to build my own billing model, and I can just plug and play their systems in, and it saves me a bunch of time and development costs and effort building that functionality because they're the experts and they've, they've helped 10,000 businesses build this billing model. Now, the people that choose these products are people like me. And you know, when I'm, when I'm searching for information around how to launch a SaaS product, there's all these things that I'm gonna search for before I figure, you know, search for how do I do like startup billing? How do I like, what's my billing system look like? You know, there might be things like how to design a SaaS landing page. Um, you know, best like best SaaS like conversion, conversion resources or like, you know, there's all this stuff that I'll search for. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to build a billing system now. And when I'm considering, you know, who to buy, I'm going to be considering the vendors that I've previously built, you know, good good mind share with, you know, that taught me something. Yeah. So, okay. So let me, I'm going to, for the, for the, for all the insurance people listening, I'm going to try to pull this in an example and you tell me if I'm, if I'm on this or not. So, um, 
So let's say you do you write business insurance, just just general business insurance, and um, you know one of the things that every business has to has to have if they have employees is is a payroll service. You got to have some way to to pay people, right? So yes. you would so like uh, maybe you'd start to do reviews of both national and local payroll companies, bringing people yes. to your site. So, yes. so now they're going, oh, this guy or this company or this woman, they really know about payroll companies. What else do they know about? Absolutely. You look for adjacent services or questions uh, that your customer will always have. And then you target those um, to build awareness there. And I like, I call this brand jacking when you rank for other people's brand. And I love it because the more they spend on marketing, the more people go in your funnel. Yeah, I actually just did. So, so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and maybe this is the free consulting part of the podcast, but uh, <laughs> I, um, so, so your methodology, because um, I, I read every article on your site for the awesome. most part, unless you've produced That's any great. new ones in the last two weeks, but which you probably have, but um, I've read a lot of, of the articles because I was super interested in the process. And, yeah. um, it, you know, as I, as I saw it, it, the process is you, you, you run, say, a keyword research on, on the general main topics, you use a tool like AREFs, which I've mentioned before in the show, or SEMrush or one of those, to get uh, adjacent ideas, you know, uh, related terms, and you come up with this huge list of keywords, like 20,000, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yep. And yep. You, pl- you plug that into your tool, Cluster AI. Yep. Your tool then takes and looks at all those keywords and says, okay, who's ranking and what are all the adjacent ideas or clustered ideas at both from a top level keyword terminology and from subheads that you can use to rank where there are where there are gaps in the market where there you know it's not just well, I'm only going to rank this 600 word blog post for the most competitive term in our industry I'm going to look at some of these other okay so then you create at scale, you create with velocity. And I really like the idea of velocity because I've seen it. It's funny. I don't know that I ever put two and two together, but I certainly, I have seen it at other times in my own career where I've driven a lot of traffic when I was producing at a high volume, high quality. Um, so, so that's your idea is velocity versus backlinks, maybe at a super, super high level. Okay. Um, so I, I started doing this, but what I realized is one, I don't have the time to write that much. And two, I don't have the budget to pay yep. the writers, but what I can do, and this is where I've kind of taken your idea and morphed it into something I can actually produce is I've been creating YouTube videos on the same, the same way, like using cluster AI, I can uh, pump out. Oh, three that's amazing. Videos. So how's that going? It dude, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Cause I can, I have a studio. So I guess video business video is something that I'm fairly, I've been doing for like 10 years. So I have a little studio right here. So I can just yeah. mass produce these fuckers. I can just, <laughs> I look and I'm just like, and, and this is where to your brand jacking part that I think is really interesting. What I found what in, in cluster AI, um, the cluster AI uh, f- uh, results or whatever that I got was, was a bunch of big, big commercial brands and the term business insurance. So like, Liberty yep. Mutual Business Insurance, State Farm yep. Business Insurance, Geico yep. Business Insurance. So I took all those and I just blasted out YouTube videos reviewing these companies and their business insurance with obviously the punchline always being, and you should contact us for more information and, um, and, and push those out into YouTube. Now the goal is get them transcribed, take the transcriptions, build them out a little bit, put them on the website. So now I have two- Love it. 
Love that's, it. That's where I'm headed. But like this works even blasting out YouTube videos. Cause now I'm doing a YouTube video almost every single day because I already know what the topic is. I can do them three to five minutes. I have them templated over here and I'm just watching my YouTube traffic go like this. That's incredible. I've never heard that use case. We're going hard on YouTube and we never really connected the dots on using cluster AI. I think building the, building the content systems and just the, the allow you to get in there, get out and be very efficient is like very hard. And we're still very, very inefficient. Um, man, I love that. So, okay. So, so backing up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, it works exactly the same way because when you, when you, um, I'm, so I'm using the subheads as bullet points. So I basically take the I subhead recommendations, make them bullet points in my video. And then if you, uh, if you get the video transcribed or the, or you, you upload an SRT file for the, for the closed captions. Now you've just fed Google's number two search engine, exactly what your tool is telling them to do. Oh, so, okay. So you put the keywords in the what? So I, I say the keywords in the video as if, you know, as if they would be subheads. So I take, so I'll take one of your lines, right? So your first keyword result or the first cluster AI result is the top level keyword. So that becomes the, oh the, my God. the title. Then the subheads, I break out into bullet points and I just write them out on a little sheet of paper. And I just, you know, so and I kind of, and then I say them during the video. So now YouTube is transcribing the video to get a yeah. is, And you just get all of those different ways that people are searching for the same thing. Cause it's yeah. like, it's all long tail. Like what, something like 40% of Google searches are unique or have never been made before or something crazy like that. Yeah. 20%. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Okay. I'm going to tell the, actually slack the team while you're saying that. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, we're doing this. Yeah, dude, do, do one of your hockey stick charts uh, on, you know, do it and then do one of your hockey stick charts. It'd be cool. It'd be fun to see that. That would be super cool. Yeah, uh, man, that's that's great. What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform. I would love for you to subscribe, share, comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, etc. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales, the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business, but they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show, subscribe if you're not subscribed, and I'd love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments, or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show, and I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I do creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. Um, okay. So uh, you were saying earlier, uh, I want to summarize what cluster AI does. It basically yes. maps out all the opportunities to get in front of your qualified audience. It gives you the main keyword, gives you every variation of the main keyword, and it gives you the total search volume that the page can capture. And this algorithm is, is mathematically proven to be correct because it uses data from Google to make keyword decisions. Um, 
And even the most talented SEOs, they just guess when they're doing keyword research. So uh, yeah, it really research. levels the playing field and it, and it allows anyone without any SEO skills to do keyword research as long as you have a great vocabulary. Yep. Yeah, keyword research blows. Yeah. It's just, okay. I mean, so it the, just feels like you're down a rabbit hole and you don't know what the heck you're going to get out of it, you know? And what what's required for learning is iteration and or, uh, basically implementation and feedback. And with SEO, it's implement, wait for a long time, and then feedback. And so that makes it very difficult and very stressful uh, to know whether you did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to velocity. Velocity is the number one thing you can do to scale up uh, organic search outcome. Uh, and when you look at all of my projects that have gone zero to 100,000 organics a month, the thing that they had in common wasn't the industry, it wasn't the number of backlinks, it wasn't, you know, how much money was raised, um, it was how fast we published content. And I say I have, you know, four, zero to 100,000 organics a month projects. Uh, I also have, uh, you know, the same number of, of much worse projects. And the things that didn't get done there was content didn't go live for whatever reason, maybe it wasn't approved. Maybe the approval process was too brutal. Maybe the, the client turned out all the writers. Uh, maybe only the CMO could approve content. But whatever reason, content didn't go live and the projects weren't as awesome. So the reason content velocity is the number one thing you can do is if there really truly are hundreds of thousands of ways to get in front of your target audience, like you said, you just went through all the insurance companies. There's probably 50 more plus different products that you could brand jack to maybe hundreds of products. So this is thousands of pages. And you can't rank for a group of keywords until you have a page about that group of keywords. So if there's 500 opportunities to get in front of your target audience and you publish 10 pages per month, it's gonna take you four years, maybe five years to be able to be where your audience already is today. And and so you really, you just get it out the door as quick as possible. You start that Google rankings countdown. And if you can front load those 500 in one year, by year two, it'll all be mature and giving you business impact. Can you talk about mature? And take, yeah, yeah take, your, so, take your drink. That, that idea, I think the idea of content maturing is something that might be foreign to people, but is really important. You know, Google would be a very, very poor user experience if anyone could just post content and it ranks. You know, Google's like the stock market. They're, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna like bleed up. It doesn't like, well, maybe not nowadays, but depends if general, you get listed on uh, Wall Street bets or not. <laughs> yeah, for real. But in general, you know, you start you start on page eight or nine or whatever, and then you just like walk upwards over a series of time. On very established sites, you know, I can rank in one day. On newer sites, it might take three or six months. On medium sites, you know, and it, and, it, and it will range from there depending on the keyword that you're targeting and how you compare to the competition. Yeah. You know, what's what's interesting is, um, so, so I launched my insurance agency in March. I launched the website in February and it's been, what's been funny and, and, and I don't, I don't, geek out on marketing like this a lot for, for these guys. Cause I know a lot of the listeners, they just don't go this deep, but I love these episodes when I can, what's been, what's been, what you just said is wholly true. What I've watched is when I first published content, um, uh, back in say March, April, May, I mean, my sites, 
months old. I mean, it's a baby. Yeah. It's not even a baby. It probably isn't even born yet technically in Google world, right? So I'm ranking 70th position, 80th position for these different keywords. And, and what's been really interesting is especially since I hit that six, seven month mark, I've watched almost as a group, the keywords have started to move down. And now almost all of my keywords are flirting in the 20s and 30s. And we're not even mm -hmm. at a year yet. So what I'm hoping is continuing to produce a couple posts a week, doing the YouTube, driving traffic in from that way. And, uh, and I have a, a very technical question for you, but um, I, it, you know, you can just steadily watch these, this content push down. It's another reason why I am an advocate for, for having some sort of tool that allows you to watch where your keywords are ranking for, because otherwise you can lose faith in the process. You know what I mean? If you, if you don't have a way to see what's going on, you can lose faith, but it really has been exactly what you said. As the site is matured and as I've continued to produce content, I've watched as a group, not just singular keywords, some of them master and others. So, so I'm saying this to the audience to say, this is real life. Like this, this actually happens as this stuff just matures and moves closer to that first page. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're planning on being in the real estate, in, sorry, the, the insurance industry for one year, don't do this. But if this is a <laughs> career move for you, um, and you plan on being here for a while, you know, it's really powerful when you can get leads uh, and you're sleeping or you're on vacation or you're, you know, doing whatever versus having to rely on like one-to-one -one methods or like, you know, like BNI or yeah. whatever. Yeah, BNI. Oh my gosh. Nothing against BNI. Please don't come after me, BNI. I think it's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, I just had a, I had a rough BNI experience. I, I, uh, I was in a BNI for four years and I thought all these people really liked me. And then the moment I was yeah. just like, I can't come here. I, I started, I matured to a point in my career where like, I couldn't come to the meeting every week at this certain time. It just didn't work anymore. Yeah. So I was like, I have to leave. And like 75% of them moved their insurance to the next guy the next week. And I just was like, Oh, really? You don't actually give a shit. You just, you know, you're just cause you were forced to be in this meeting with me. And I was like, eh, I'm not really into that. So, um, Here's what I was going to ask you. So uh, engagement, you said, uh, you know, a great way to show Google the value of a page is the engagement, the interaction with it. So one of the things that I have done for a very long time in multiple businesses, not just this business, is uh, embedding YouTube videos on inside a blog post and then positioning content around them. Um, I'm super interested. I, I have a way that I do it. I have no idea of how I do it is the most optimum way, which is usually like a little bit of intro text, the video itself, maybe a call to action or some sort of capture after the video, and then more text after it to a certain regard. I, I just, I wonder, you know, my page, my page, my time on page is always pretty decent. Um, but I do feel like sometimes those pages with YouTube videos, they tend to take longer to rank or they don't, or, or versus say like a 2000 word page, uh, a, a 700 or a thousand word page where the YouTube video doesn't rank as well. Does that make sense to you? So YouTube embeds can slow your site down a lot. You want to look at a plugin called like WP YouTube Lite or something like that. And it makes it so it doesn't kill your page speed. Page speed super big for, for ranking. I usually do it in the intro just to catch anyone who likes, um, uh, you know, video format, you know, I generally like to read, but some people like video, 
And I found like a correlation between embedding YouTube videos and ease of ranking. You know, I think one, Google wants to promote pages with YouTube videos in them because uh, it's another Google property. Two, I think once, you know, Google starts testing it on the first page, generally videos, pages with videos will have better user engagement metrics. The next thing that we're going to try is you can, you can now add like chapters on YouTube videos or something. Mm -hmm. And so we're going we're gonna to slice up the video and we're going to put the relevant chapter under each section to see if we can get like a bunch of watches and. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I have a, a friend of mine is, is a big, is big into content marketing and he, he did some tests around, um, I say a friend, a, a person that I know not, not, it's not like a friend, friend. Uh, I couldn't text him, but, um, he, he was telling me that, um, so one of the things that he was testing was almost, he created chapters with anchor links. So he basically took, he basically took a video that may have been 20 minutes long or like a, or, you know, maybe could have been a webinar or something, but he, but they did it in a nicer way, 20 minutes long and, and had seven chapters in the 20 minutes. The seven chapters became a, a playlist on YouTube. So he created a playlist around this particular topic, seven videos yeah. and the whole video. And then in a blog post used anchor text to where you could click down to a certain video. So we had seven embeds, seven YouTube embeds on yeah, the yeah. page, but, but you could click down to the one you wanted to watch. So if you were more I'd interested- I'd love to see that page. Yeah, it was really, I gotta see if I could find it. This was like a year ago. Um, and now I'm telling you this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to have any of the reference material for this. And I'm saying to him, I will find it. Um, but that to me was a really interesting concept because now one, you're getting engagement because someone's clicking an anchor, clicking a, a, an anchor link that's driving them further down the page. Just that movement alone is going to keep them on the page longer. And then if they like one of the videos, they're going to watch another portion of the video and yeah. now got now you're looking at three, four interactions on a singular page. And exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really interesting concept to me. Um, you know, th that, I mean, I, I know, um, oh man, remember shoot. Um, what was that website? Uh, they used to do, well, they're still there. They do, um, not it's, it, they do lead capture. They started as lead capture and they got the guy, uh, Oh my gosh. Why am I missing all these references? This is going to kill me. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, sumo, sumo. Yeah. Noah Kagan. Noah Kagan. Yes. So they used to do really interesting things with anchor text at the top of the post to, to, to drive engagement where they would get people to, to jump topics down further because then what do you freaking do? You read a topic, then you scroll back up and you read the section yeah, beforehand yeah, and now yeah, you're on yeah. this page forever. And you know, and it just takes the page and goes, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, it's just this, this topic. I don't know why it interests me so much, but it does. Um, and what I've seen with YouTube is that my YouTube videos that I can drive external referral traffic to end up ranking better and faster. And my theory is that, you know, YouTube's goal is to keep people on YouTube longer. And, and so that's going to drive who it recommends and autoplays and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but when you launch a video with no traffic, Google doesn't have any data on you, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of risky for Google to try it. It just takes a lot longer. But if you can jam it full of referral traffic and that traffic is, in, is engaged as, you know, the videos it's currently showing to people searching for that, 
then I'll start popping you in there and you can, you can create a lot of traffic. Yeah. The interesting thing for YouTube and when it comes to YouTube for me too, in, in using kind of mashing these two strategies together is YouTube still feels like undiscovered country to me for a lot of industries. Maybe not for every industry. If you run a SaaS business or you're into unboxing, I think, you know, those might be fairly flooded or you do like camera tricks, but if you, um, for, for service businesses, for, you know, a lot of businesses, I feel like YouTube is completely undiscovered. I, I just think there's these That's videos cool. that are there, but man, you want to talk about, you want to talk about um, density of content in Google versus density of content in YouTube search. I think for a lot of these, for a lot of business classes, YouTube is still wide open. I mean, I produced 150 videos so far in a year and, you know, I would put my YouTube traffic up against just about any other insurance business in the, in the country right now. So, Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's you, cool. You know, and I, and I look at that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's, what's it going to be like in three years when I have 600 videos, you know, that, that, and I don't think, and, and it's just one, I mean, anyone, anyone who's listening to this could come behind me. There's plenty of space. You know what I mean? There's yeah. what seven to 10 YouTube searches shown when someone. So I think, I think it's really interesting this topic. And, and, and this is what I want to go back to. Um, just kind of, you, you said something that's really interesting to me. And I think this gets lost on a lot of people. You said um, uh, there's a tremendous amount of value in capturing leads while you're sleeping or on vacation or mm -hmm. doing any other thing in your business, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're calling one lead and someone else is filling out a form on your website, right? Like that kind of stuff couldn't happen if you haven't built this up. And, um, you know, I, that to me, I don't know, that, that to me is something that's completely lost on people. It's, it's the long game, you know, like you have to balance what needs to be done today with what's going to set you up for success in the future. And it's very easy to ignore the second thing because you're on the hamster wheel today. Yeah. So if someone's listening to this, and they're like, man, I, I, I would love for this guy to, to help me. Like what is, so you have content distribution, which is an agent, uh, a content agency. Mm -hmm. And then cluster AI is your, is a tool that, that mashes in. So technically two different things. Cluster AI is a tool that you can subscribe to. And then content distribution.com is your, is an agency. That's correct. Yeah. Contentdistribution.com is focused on like series A and beyond startups in San Francisco with huge amounts of capital to deploy very quickly. Um, Cluster AI is a SaaS product that anyone can use. It removes the, the skill level from doing world-class keyword research. It helps you understand every opportunity to get in front of your qualified, you know, buyer. Um, and there's a lot of free content on the website that, is generally enough to get you going in the right direction. Like you said, you know, at the beginning of this call. Yeah. So um, I want to be respectful of your time, um, but I'm, I'm very interested in like, so you've kind of, you've kind of taken the voice of this idea of content velocity and really push it to a whole nother level. I mean, I think you're doing a tremendous job on, on, on LinkedIn, just, just in that space. Um, I mean, you certainly caught my eye for sure. And uh, where, where do you see, like, what, what are, you mentioned maybe a couple tests that you're doing. What are, I just, maybe things you're not ready to test yet, but things you're like looking down the road going, geez, it'd be really interesting to test this. Or, or I wonder, is there anything like really intriguing to you down the road that you're looking forward to testing or you, you, you think might work? Like, 
Uh, yeah. So there's there's two things we're looking at. Uh, you know, three two things that we're looking at um, testing coming up. So the first is meta titles. So right now we have we're working on some projects. They have a couple thousand pages of content across maybe different twenty different content verticals, and we you know um, that's a lot of clicks. And so if we can increase our number of clicks by by ten percent, it ends up being you know like yeah. a significant amount of revenue. And so we're going to start playing with that at scale. Yep. Meta titles, really. I mean, for so long, people have just said, nah, they don't do anything. They don't even look at them. You don't believe so, that. So I think that uh, meta titles will drive a certain percentage of click-through rate. So yes. I try and be, I, I actually have a very, um, I guess, inflammatory meta title strategy. I'll try and go the opposite of what everyone else is saying. So I had a puppy website and I'm talking about, you know, Cocker Spaniels and everyone's saying how cute and fluffy they are. I'm telling you why three reasons vets say to avoid Cocker Spaniels. Yeah. And then, you know, when you see that in the search results and you're like fluffy, 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 avoid, you're like, what's wrong with Cocker Spaniels? I got to click this one. And if people jump over position one, two, three, four, five and click me on six, Eventually, Google is going to be like these guys. Better answer the question. They're going to put me up. Yeah, put me up towards number one. I love that. I mean, it's just it's just wild to me how you know this 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 game we'll call it. I mean, it's so much more than that, but is is wild to me because, like I said, especially I think in professional services, in in SaaS and startups and in tech world, like this is this is part of. I mean, this is warfare, right? I mean, you are you are full out. You're you're picking your 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 battle partners and and going to war every day against your competition. I think in the professional services space and insurance for sure, man, there's just so many people who have not invested the time or energy. Man, I can't tell you the number of people who email me and they just go, "Geez, I." I, I don't even know how to get a blog post out a, a month, let alone a week, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. Keep, keep cold calling. You know what I mean? Like that's the best you're going to yeah. be able to do. And, and again, not to not cold calling cause it can be productive. I just, I think you have to do both. And, and this to me is it, taking some piece of this conversation and starting to implement it, um, it will pay so many dividends down the line. It's not even funny. I mean, and you, you're talking about stuff that, that is definitely advanced, but I do like to show them how far you can go. You know, I forgot who did this case study, but this, this marketer did a case study on the CRM industry. And I think what he was doing is he's mapping employees to revenue. And what he saw is that one company in particular generated way more revenue per employee than the entire industry. And the thing that was different than them is they had published like 3000 videos across every aspect of sales um, over the last like four or five years. And when every other CRM company, a giant sales team to go close deals and SDRs and all this stuff, these guys didn't because it was all inbound from content they generated three years ago. Yeah. Dude, um, I appreciate your time. I think, uh, you know, I wanted to get, I wanted to talk about my experience with your tool because I did, you know, I haven't yet really. And I, and I have had such a positive experience with it. That's um, fantastic. It's presenting opportunities for me that, that I didn't see. And I would like to say, you know, I would like to say, I at least know how to use, I've been using 
keyword research tools for a long time. Like I know how to use them. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm starting to find things that I didn't know were there. And like, even that example that I gave you about uh, like Geico doesn't do business insurance. So this was, this is, this is the example for those listening at home. I'm going to put this in real insurance terms. Geico doesn't do business insurance. So for a wonk, an insider, the idea of sticking Geico, a personal auto insurance carrier with the term business insurance, I would have never done that until I saw in, in cluster AI that it was like the number 15th most searched term with the term business insurance attached to it. it was Geico business insurance. So then I went back in and I was like, into, I started digging around in AREFs and starting to do some other searches. I'm like, holy shit. Like this, I, there's no one, no one is targeting this because no one would think to target, but people are pumping it into Google. So now all of a sudden I have a piece of content. I'm going to build off of it. I would have never found that otherwise. And how much business does that bring me? I have no idea. Like yet, I mean, because I just put it out a couple of weeks ago, but the idea is over time, you find enough of those gaps and holes and you're unbeatable. It's an ironclad. You've built a moat around your business. Yeah. You know, I think I also like, you know, content velocity is great because it means that, you know, when you're only focusing on a couple of keywords at the bottom of the funnel, if one page doesn't rank, your whole campaigns fail. You're not getting your investment back. But when you take a lot of shots on target, you know, it's kind of like being a good doctor. You're not going to, you know, a good doctor is the best doctor isn't going to save everyone, but they're going to save more people than normal. And when you take a lot of shots, you just get a lot, you know, you just, you just hit a lot. And so yeah. your, your traffic is constantly going up. Uh, your conversions are constantly going up and you're not paying particular attention to any given page, but more about the campaign as a whole and the systems. Yeah. And that... you know, when, when you look at the ROI, like how many deals do you need to make up for, you know, a $200 page of content, you know, <clears throat> if that page of content goes on to generate, if each page of content generates one deal per year, or two deals or whatever it is, you know, it's still a lot of impact. Yeah, dude, I, I appreciate your time, man. This has been tremendous. And uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing it. And I hope, you know, any, anyone who's, who's uh, 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 a baller blocker, who's, who's looking for a real strategy, you know, reach out, reach out to Nick content distribution, great follow on LinkedIn too, by the way, I'll have it linked up in the show notes, uh, 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 Nick Jordan on, um, on LinkedIn. And then if, if you are, if, if you, if you are going to get up off your ass and actually do this content strategy stuff that I have been talking about for a decade now, my friends, please, I think cluster AI is, is a tool that you should absolutely consider it. it I am not joking when I say, and, and I'm not being paid for this in any way, people, um, I, it, it's shown me opportunities to create content that I, that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. And, uh, and I think it's important. Uh, I wanted to share that with you guys. So thanks my man. Uh, and I really appreciate your time. Ryan, thank you so much. Yeah.